Fridge Podcast. Hello and welcome to another weekly episode of the Beer Fridge Podcast. Real beer, real breweries, real opinions. As always, wherever you listen to this podcast, make sure you subscribe and hit that ding a ling a ling to be notified of all the latest episodes. You can show your support by heading to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast, or you can also give us a wee five star rating. Big slags, the five stars. Helps the podcast out massively and we much appreciate it. Um, I am Gavin. I've got my usual drinking buddies as usual. I've got MD and I've got Scott. Good evening, boys. Good evening. Evening, evening. And today we've got Belko from Belko and Brinny's podcast. How you doing, mate? And lads, thanks for having us. Podcast. Uh, podcast. Not bad. Oh, you know, I never get these things right. Like <laughs> I, I got breweries wrong. Of like, I've got what was it? The views and craft brews, whatever the name of that was. I said that wrong the last time as well. So like, it's. Part of the course. And so. Ashley. Ashley was good. Oh, well. Jordan was a really good lad, but if you tell me your name's Mashley, then I'm 100% calling you Mashley for the whole Aye. podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. 100% happening. Um, we'll start off as we normally do, go around the virtual table and see what we're drinking to start off the podcast. MD, you've picked up your can to double check what you're drinking. What is it, mate? I did. I am on uh, Missing Link Brewings, um, Macade, and it's a West Coast IPA, which is uh, 5.8%. So, you know, West is best um, when it comes to me. And I find it really difficult picking up Westies because I never think they're West enough. Um, This is probably the same uh, in terms of its overall bitterness, but it's bloody delicious as everything that you want from a west coast like and i'm just i'm being a bit of a a, a bitter slag i suppose in that sense in terms of because i'm <laughs> a bit of slag um <laughs> uh yeah it, it's just it's it's piney it's got a slight bit of resonance to it, it it's got a weird like sort of grapefruit that i'm guessing is coming from like the cascade or something along those lines it's smooth wicked me honestly it's the first beer this is one that i picked up when i was doing your neck of the woods um uh, again first time i've ever tried the brewery so what better way to try them than absolutely get stuck into their west coast it is an absolutely delicious beer and the can is really wicked too black can with like the kind of like metallic blue like sort of ape sort of gorilla face and a poking on it quite funky you can see that but ah, so missing like um they a lot of breweries as well come in and brew um their own beers from from their place so like drop project i've been there there's lost pier there's another handful of breweries in the sussex area that have been up to missing link to brew their own beers from those guys and um aye, their beers are cracking and all the stuff all the people that work with as well on their kit have made some awesome beers. Also, Scott, what you got, mate? Um, so I'm having a Siren beer. It's called First Contact. It's a New England IPA. Um, I got <clears throat> Siren for my uh, bruiser box and got a fair few beers off them. So 
looking forward to trying them all. This one's got a brand new hop, so I was doing some fly research there um, into what this hop is and where it's from. Um, the hop's called Eclipse. Um, it's an Australian hop, pretty new, or their newest hop anyway, um, in terms of the... I was on, believe it or not, hops.com. That's a, that's a website. That's okay. a thing. Of course it is. The geekery knows no bounds. <laughs> um, Eclipse Hops. It's a 5% New England IPA, so it's pretty, it's got a bit of kind of pininess to it. Um, kind of grapefruity, kind of resinous type um, flavours. It's in there alongside Enigma, Galaxy and Ella, um, Ella which is obviously Ella, given a bit Ella, more kind of floral. Sorry. It's really tasty. It's only 5%, so it's proper, really sessionable, almost low in terms of alcohol content. Um, so it's perfect. A great starter beer. A good bit of flavour for it. Sounds good, mate. Sounds very, very nice. Bill Cole, what you got yourself, mate? Uh, well, Scotty, Gavin, don't know if you got the old uh, West Coast IPA memo tonight. Uh, I was down uh, at my local beer shop and I was picking up uh, some of the birthday beers, which I'm looking forward to trying. Didn't want to give you the exclusive but drinking them tonight. So I'm, I've gone for the absolute classic Elusive Brewing Oregon Trail. 5.8%. West Coast IPA ticks every single box. Uh, any listener will be aware of it, I'm sure, as you will be. And it's an essential fridge filler. Uh, so I just thought it was perfect for the Beer Fridge podcast. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I'm on my second beer. My first beer, I've, I went very local. Um, with a brewery called Longman Brew, Brewing and they are uh, Long Blonde which is a, a light golden hoppy uh, golden pale ale um, it's, this is a, a beer that's 100% more suited to cask 100% um, it's gold, it's, it actually tells you in the back everything which I found quite useful to be fair it should be golden straw on the eyes it should be citrus honey and floral on the nose which it was um, lemon fruity and refreshing it's definitely refreshing fruity not too sure lemon not too sure but I think I had it too cold it was proper icy 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 uh, cold um, which is probably kind of nullified any of that because I drank it very quick because um, I was thirsty end of the day and it, just <laughs> went, it went down it went down too quickly one of those beers uh, that's perfect for an end of working day when I've been terribly busy doing fuck all um, and um, yes, it's went down an absolute treat and I'm enjoying it very much so and to the point where I've moved on to a beer which kind of has blown my socks off a wee bit um, a New England pale ale called Get to, Get It Together from Arendelle again another local brewery 4.8% they brewed this for their Arendelle and Friends uh, brew fest which was on this I think at the 6th of May um, it was the weekend of Brew London which we we went to instead um and this is lovely this is really really nice it's proper i'm i don't want to say the bingo words but i'm going to say the bingo words it's a juice bomb it's an absolute juice bomb of a beer um which i wasn't wasn't really expecting i saw you sometimes find way or i find anyway brews that are made for a festival aren't always the best like they're trying to make sure they cover all areas and make sure everyone likes it it's just sometimes just a meh beer but this is um proper fucking blow your tits off kind of beer Loving it, it's great. Great stuff. Right, as we mentioned, we've got um, Bill Coat joining us this evening from the Bill Coat and Brenny podcast, um, which is a, a podcast that's available on YouTube. Um, tell us a wee bit about the podcast, mate, and um, 
Aye, about yourself. Well, the podcast, uh, and it's uh, a cask uh, with a, a K at the end there, uh, Mark. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very difficult when uh, you explain it to people. But uh, basically, uh, myself and Brenny just love beer. Um, so we started it off during the lockdown, just as a wee hobby. Obviously, we want to get out to the pub, having a couple of jars, yeah, as yeah. you would do. So we started there uh, reviewing some beers. When I say reviewing, we were basically just tanning beers and Aye. talking about them. Uh, at the time, well, Brenny probably knew a wee bit more than me, but I never really knew much about the whole kind of good beer scene. Mm-hmm. So it was it was great. It was a great social activity. It was a highlight of my week, to be perfectly honest. Um, so we did that during lockdown. Now, Brenny's moved on. He's half it. Uh, half so it. what it's kind of evolved into is uh, more of a collective um, so what we've kind of evolved into now is going to visit breweries, uh, find out a wee bit of uh, about the brewers, how they make the beer, uh, also uh, doing various pub crawls around uh, what's well, been kind of Glasgow, we've done a Perth one, okay. we're coming through Edinburgh, we've got plans to do Nottingham, all that kind of stuff, okay. uh, and it's about basically just supporting and promoting Mm-hmm. Uh, the good beer scene, and not just uh, well, predominantly in uh, my locale, which is kind of Glasgow, but also Scotland and uh, obviously UK wide as well. Um, so yeah, that 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 is what the podcast is. Um, you know, it's a collective, uh, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been phenomenal. Opened up a lot of doors and uh, opened up a lot of fantastic beers for us. Yeah, and, uh, and and we've got a lot of plans. And if any of the viewers, you know, uh, feel free to subscribe on YouTube. We're just YouTube exclusive. Uh, we leave the podcasting to professionals like yourself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, feel free to subscribe. It's Bilko and Brenny's podcast, and it, it is on YouTube. All the links will be in the description for this episode, so feel free to scroll down and hit that link and make sure you subscribe. Um, I've subscribed. I've watched a couple of the videos, watched a couple of live sessions you've had as well. Um, it's been a right, it's a right laugh, to be fair. Especially when you like, uh, <laughs> listen. Let's not talk about those live sessions. <laughs> I think I think one time you went live on Instagram and you must have been like ten deep, and it was fucking hilarious. Loved it. Aye, aye. We, that one is not archived. Let's just say that one. <laughs> and like the tunes, the tune, the proper old school uh, tunes are on. I was, I was loving it. It was fucking brilliant. It was class, but that's what it's that's that's what it's all about, and it's real. Sometimes you know. Mm. You do get four sheets to the wind. Uh, and at that time, during lockdown, that's all you had, wasn't it, lads? Exactly. Exactly. No wonder, no wonder Brenny's off at now. Fuck, after oh, that. Oh, aye. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, aye, like I said, the um, links will be in the description. Make sure you go and uh, check that out as well. Very much worth your time. Um, right then, gents, something that, um, Mark, this was kind of stemmed from yourself. Um, it's maybe a slightly oh, controversial... Um, no, 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 it's not the quiz yet. It's not the quiz, don't worry. No, no. Uh, a controversial... Any idea that comes from Mark deserves a no-no. <laughs> whether, it's, whether it's silent and internal or vocalised, everyone deserves a no-no. This one, this one you're going to double or not, yeah. Yeah, you might double or not. <laughs> um, it's talking about crowdfunding and breweries at crowdfund. Um, there's a lot of them out there. I did a quick wee whiz round to see what breweries at the moment are crowdfunding. Um so you've got the likes of Vault City, Wilderness, Broughton, Pilgrim, uh, Liquid Light, Mash Gang, Fierce, they just done theirs, obviously, uh, Gypsy Hill, Freedom Brewing, um, 
there's a lot of big breweries who do a ton of uh, crowdfunding at the moment. Incidentally, Freedom Brewery, um, four hours ago, I just checked I, when I was doing the research stuff before recording this evening, literally going through Instagram, and they have only started their crowdfunding this morning. And at half seven, eight o'clock, they had um, a 500k already in the crowdfunder after wow. three, three hours of it being live. What's the levels on that? Christ knows. Um, for it to be a brewery that I've not heard much of, or if any at all, I've only heard them because of Mark. And when you mentioned them to me, I was like, who the fuck are they? Never heard of them. Literally never heard of them. Um, but for is it does it disguise a problem in the industry? Um, is it a case of there's just no enough real estate at the moment for all these breweries that they're going to have they have to crowdfund because they need the extra money? And like I said, is there an issue, an underlying issue that just isn't being kind of sorted? Could I come in first on this? Go for it, Bilko. Uh, there's a couple of things about crowdfunding. Uh, I would actually class two types of crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. The first option of which I really, really like, it'll give you a scenario uh, of like, let's just say you've got a top brewer with a classic pedigree, they're respected within the industry, they've probably got loads of experience at an already successful uh, brewery. Yeah. Now they might want to start up something on their own. Yep. Uh, and I love that. That's investable to me. Yeah. Uh, they can look at doing like a hefty discount, almost like the American Beer Club model. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is very investable to me. It also initially creates brand loyalty and investment in the company, which again is understandable for any startup business. And then you've got the second option. Now, the basic principles, if you're ready to expand, is make sure you've got the collateral. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is crowdfunding for established breweries. I'm not knocking any of them because I love a lot of the, see a lot of the guys you've just mentioned. Yeah. I love their beers, but we're supporting those breweries already by buying those beers. See if you don't have the cash to do an expansion. I think they should be looking at private investment first. Then maybe look at the kind of US beer club model as mm-hmm. opposed to just out and out crowdfunding. Like you said, I'd never actually heard of that brewery until you mentioned it there. 500 k is a mind-blown figure. Mental. Um, so yeah, look at that, look at that kind of first. And the issue with the crowdfunding and breweries, I think well, from my point of view, is the sheer market saturation. There's far too much choice, and it's a risky proposition. So in an ideal world, and done for the kind of correct reasons, like, you know, the startups I mentioned, it could and would be magical. But the flip side would be if some companies are maybe looking to maybe balance the books, they might go bust, people lose money. It might make it so much harder for the startups to make it work. And the punters like me uh, would feel kind of maybe one spitting twice shy, uh, and uh, yeah, that, that, that's kind of my take on it. And there's far too many brewers going under, you know, some quality ones like Fallon and the like. Ah, exactly. Uh, Fallon, a big brewery. Like, they, they, they made some phenomenal beers. Aye, brilliant beers. beers. So where was the crowdfunding then? Where would the crowdfunding stop? But that's just my kind of take on it. As I said, I'm not like to slag off any of the, the guys because, uh, you know, each to their own and all that. But I think mm. it might stagnate the startup guys. And if you look at, you know, guys with like classic pedigrees, you know, I, I kind of look to your guys like, you know, like Holy Goat, for example, and yeah. guys like that. Uh, and, and you know, the, you know, these ladies and gentlemen might be just waiting for that opportunity. Uh, you know, and, and I feel that, that that sometimes the bad crowdfunding model could maybe stagnate that. So that's where I am on it. No, no, definitely. Gilroy? 
Um, you're you're looking, you're looking off, you're looking off into the distance through your window. And I can I, tell you're thinking. No, I get it. I, I, I don't like the. I, I totally get. And I'm on the same page as Bilko when it comes to somebody who's got as as established and as a real asset to then invest in. Somebody who's got a, a background uh, and is just looking for the opportunity. Maybe then hiding the, uh, an issue where. Did they even bother going, or is crowdfunding just too easy an option compared with going through the conventional route and looking at banks and things like that, or is that too hard? It has been for some time, and I don't think that'll ever go away. I don't know if Bruins necessarily are with a saturation that's there. It's not like a few years ago where craft beer was a a, a, a real asset for a a bank, um, whereas now it's kind of tended to go towards the consumers to fund it before. Um, I like sometimes I think the people who continually go back to that well of crowdfunding are a bit frustrating because you're kind of thinking, do you need 50 pence off me every time you cross the road kind of thing? Um, <laughs> when it comes to expansions and various things like that, you are a bit kind of like, I just gave you that and I've just been in, in to your tap room x many times and what you're going to you can only offer me another what the the same five percent already get at the tap room kind of thing and it gets a bit old a bit quick i think those that have a, a kind of maybe a slightly different model when it comes to the beer club style thing are, are a big positive that's that's a a model that i like the look of a wee bit more in terms of longevity there but in terms of the experimental stuff like mash gang and things like that, where they were looking for money purely to go and yeah. and and run with that, they weren't hiding behind anything. They, no. Like Jordan basically said, look, I'm going to take this and effectively piss it up the wall. But what will come out of it, likely based on what we did before, which was effectively pissing our own money up against the wall, was some great low and no alcohol beer. They've got a, a kind of cult following that I think is tossing money at them for that reason. Yeah. So that's a bit of kind of an outlier in terms of the, the market with crowdfunding. But I like the, I get back in new people who have not it's difficult to get the capital together. And Mark, we were talking before we started about you and, and looking to get that off the deck. You've got to, the ingredients cost, the time at the brewery costs, unless you're mates with somebody who's going to offer you space and a bit of a discount on their bulk buying, whatever it is they're getting in. You're having to go and, and front all that up yourself and you're outlying all the money for the kit before anybody's touched a can or a cask or whatever or a keg, whatever it is you're making. So sometimes it makes sense and it makes sense maybe once. My mm. issue is the multiples. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Del, as, as someone who is obviously, as regular listeners will know that you're homebrewing, uh, even regular, more regular listeners will know that you're thinking about starting a, your own brewery up yourself. Um, like from your perspective, how, how does it all kind of fit in? It's really hard because I totally agree. I think for someone like, you know, like that's, that's thinking about it, the, the thought of being able to crowdfund to give you a piggyback or to help launch is really appealing for someone that is looking to start what you offer, I think is really important. And 
like Gil, you kind of mentioned it as well about sort of Bilko about kind of it's building like brand loyalty and that sort of thing. But what can you really offer potential investors early, other than there's a chance there's going to be some beer, right? But the quality of the beer, we're we, we're confident that there's going to be some good beer. And I find that really, really difficult without having a wee bit of proof in the pudding to kind of to dip in. And I agree with what the guys have said about the multiple crowdfunding is a real tough one. And I'm guessing who you're talking about, Miguel, is fierce. And I'm just like, you know, we've both invested in fierce when they opened the tap room in Edinburgh and we got all the rest of it. And then the new crowdfunder came up because of opening the the brand new brewery, I get it. It's expensive. The size of the kit they've got up there is absolutely massive and all the rest of it. But I find that really difficult. Like as much as Fierce have been really close to our like well, we've been really close to be Fierce with the journey within the podcast and the how they've moved. I find it really difficult to go back. You mentioned Vault City. They've they're crowdfunding because they're expanding again um, and are opening the tap room for the, what is it, Slow and Low Smokehouse, yeah. I think it's called, which is a brilliant name. Uh, fair enough. They're asking, uh, and the reason I'm kind of, uh, this is a long-winded answer, I suppose, but asking for 500 grand to open up a brewery or to op- launch a tap room or to, is an unthinkable amount of money for someone like if I was starting to sum up that is unthinkable right but when you look through some of the people that are brewing and they're asking with these things open like long term they're saying we're going to crowdfund for the next six months and we're going to leave this open if people chip in then fair enough but we're looking for 70 grand and I know 70 grand is still an extreme amount of money um, you know but in the grand scheme of launching anything you know and getting stuff moving it's and it's, that would go a long way. And if anybody wants to give me 70 grand to start brewing, I will happily accept it. But um, I think it's about how you position yourself. And I think about it's what you offer and what you're asking for. And sometimes when you read some of these crowdfunded things, it can be really cringy. We want to expand. Yeah, well, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. It's like you've mentioned the word saturated. We've mentioned all yeah. this already. It's so difficult. I think I would rather just say and be up front and say, I'm from so-and-so. We're looking to buy a Canon line. The Canon line costs £65,000. So we've put a thing in for £70,000 to cover the cost of this and getting it delivered to us. Simple. You might think, all right, sweet. But then to play devil's advocate on my exact own point, if you only get one chance at crowdfunding, Right, because we're saying if you do it more than once, it's a bit cringy and you're going by dipping into the well all the time. If you only get the one stab at it, are you better just saying, let's go for the 500? Go the full shebang, aye. Nah. You know what I mean? I, I like, quite like the idea in the, in the past where they've done it. The crowdfunding that I like, or that I have invested in in the past, has been ones where they're saying, look, we're doing this anyway. What yeah. we'd like your help with is to make it a better version of what it's going to be. Aye. So we want to make it the best version of what it's going to be. We're doing this anyway. We've 
fronted up the investment to open tap room, buy X new tank, whatever it might be, it's coming. What we'd like to do is put bells and whistles on it to make ah, exactly a, an even better experience for when you come here or for when you get to visit our tap room or go on a tour with or whatever it might be. Or, or And we'll use the money to put extras on it so you'll get better benefit as opposed to just coming in and it being the bare bones. Yeah. Um, they're the ones that I, I, I don't mind. But continually going back to the well every now and again and just saying, look, can we we need to be able to have this in order to do that seems a bit short-sighted because if you don't get it what are you saying then you're, you're aye, exactly the, aye. it doesn't it's a definitely a weird one but i think uh it's like one of the the big words in good beer is organic everything's growing organically <laughs> see by naturally and, 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 and i'm not lumping new starts in all by the way mark if you ever do, do a wee crowdfund, you can count a wee bit of investment for Bill Combrenny's podcast. All right. There you go, sir. Um, right. But <laughs> I, I, I want to separate that. I want to separate that type of crowdfunding because it's the opposite of organically growing. Yeah. I think if you are multiple going, and that's no, I dig it. I, I love Fierce. You know, they've got a, they've got a few, I, I like a lot of Fierce beers, but I think not them, just multiple crowdfunding. It's like, you, I agree with the guys you can't just keep going to the well. It's a cost, there's a living, a cost of living crisis, as we all know about. And it's like, we already support these by buying the beers. So just, I think they should be thinking about that because what you will get is every Tom, Dick or Harry, I'll just go like that, you know something, let's do a crowdfunding. Somebody will abuse it and then that will then stunt the growth of your, your startups, like, like Mark or... Other 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 guys that are uh, you know that are maybe just looking to kind of branch out. Uh, so I what I, are you really saying about your product then? Aren't you? The, well, mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. are you saying then that, that buying the the product isn't profitable or, or um, lucrative enough to to grow the business? What does that say about your business model and potential private investment? If you then go and look for private investment later, and you say, Aye. "Well, I've done four crowdfund, <laughs> done four crowdfunders, <laughs> and opened three tap rooms and brewed X amount of beers," no. couldn't make any profit. Um, How many but... beers have you sold? <laughs> ah, well, that's not the point. What I've done is I've made X amount of hundreds of thousands on crowdfunders, so that's good. And uh, everybody, everybody pretty much gets their oil beers at half price now because we've done that many crowdfunders. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I think it's really important to see talking about this eh, and having this platform talking about it. And I think all beer fans should really be talking about this. And I think they should be thinking about it eh, because um, as it just comes back to it's like they're got, the, the good beer scene for me is all about the, the next guy coming up. Aye. I like the micro breweries and eh, sometimes by supporting these crowdfunding, they're going to create like an absolute monster. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, and it's like you're never going to, do you actually ever get a return on your investment? There's a question for you. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you could no. probably turn around and ask all the people that have done the punk, the the brew dog stuff, and ask them because, I mean, if you look well, at what they will do if they get the free AGM or whatever, and they uh, were in early early enough doors, but the the later folk. <clears throat> what, what, yeah. what you what, what you want is like you know the I mean, and again, let's just uh, I mean I don't want to start name checking breweries, but if you look like Holy Goat, for example, they did a kind of advance order type yes. system. Uh, yeah. And I think that's brilliant. So Hi. you do, you know, uh, I mean, the, the credentials of that uh, brewer is just obviously phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yep, so you had that, but you you, you were getting, you know, like the first releases, you're getting a hefty discount on future releases, order anything online. I think that is more the kind of model to go down. Uh, uh, whereas, uh, I'm not going to lie, I mean, I don't know a lot, but, but see what you've told me, 500k after like a couple of hours, that is like, that is like, that, 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 that is smacks a really good social media presence, doesn't it? That's a good, <laughs> there's a good media campaign behind that. Aye, aye, no crazy. necessarily a good product, like whereas, as you're saying, Holy Goat is the exact opposite example of that. Or aye. somebody who you knew, I mean, the boy could, you could give him, you could tell him, here's a load of old shite, make that into <laughs> a beer, and, and it would come out tasting golden, that would be tremendous. So, an advanced order style thing for something that was going to be hyped up and almost be unavailable by the time it was on sale okay. saves them a lot of hassle because they know what they're making for and they know how much they need to go and get. And it also means that the consumers then that most want it are not disappointed. So yeah, and it also means as well that they, they get a, making sure there's availability. Aye, and they get a customer base straight away, so they can already they can already plan future beers straight away off the bat. Like the, it would be the, good the, to get data on things like that. Like aye. how many of them are hanging about? Like how many of the original crowd? And I'd imagine for Holy Goat, it's a great, it's loads. How many for the other breweries for crowdfunding? And obviously, you need to rely on it being open source. But how many people are still there? Aye, exactly. Buying every release. Scotty, you're making a perfect. So, sorry, Mark. You're making a great point there, Scotty. It's like you're you're by investing on something like that, you're buying that exclusivity of getting the product when it's first launched to market. Yep. You're, and and that's what you're buying into with the startups. Um, whereas the multi, sorry, the multiples, it's like it, it leaves a wee bit of a, a bad taste in my mouth. Right. Yeah, and like you said, like your boys said, with, with fierce, aye, with fierce and stuff. Exactly. Like you, you boys went with the first one. And then, like, there was another one done, and like you said, and I remember in the group chat, you're like, "So, what's different in terms of benefits for for you guys if you did it again?" It was basically the same. Right, you think you think going into it when you do the first one, and it's a, a there's a bit of placebo effect there because you don't know how everybody could be chucking in the absolute minimum, Aye. so then you're no part of it. But you feel like I'm helping this brewery go through level one to level two, and when I enjoy their beers, their beers are going to go up a level. I'm going to be part of an exclusive club, if you like. Yeah. And there's only going to be so many as are going to have this card. There's so many as have, have done this thing. If you get an exclusive beer with it, T-shirt, whatever it might be, you think your your card that you've got with you. And then when your three crowdfunders in and every single one of them gets a 5% off card at the tap room in the brewery, uh-huh. well, it's not really an exclusive club anymore, is it? It's, it's, it's not like every single person that did the first ones come back, you've got a whole new pool of new folk coming in every single I remember, Darico, so uh, Everybody's this, got a fierce care. And I was <laughs> going to say, this story This story could be wrong. Darico, us being in fear, or you guys being in fierce, and then Dix, and maybe you just actually asking for a fierce card. Have I made that story up? I no, I think we had them. Oh, you had them already. But we did them for crowdfunding, but it was like you were going to be in it, and that's bagging because every there's a load of breweries that have done it. I just remember that one being a we that was the first one that I got involved in, which is why Aye. I mentioned it. And you felt like you were part of something particularly special and helping podcast aside, helping bring a beer that that I really beers that I really liked, particular cafe racer. Um, and, and making sure that was more widely available to yeah. me, hopefully when I was I was consuming elsewhere. 
<laughs> and then it's kind of it does for the people who were in there first it leaves a bit of kind of you're like all right then I'm just, gonna grab, I'm just gonna grab a beer sorry lads no uh, you go for it mate you you batter in you batter in yeah, all right true. i think that for me like i, I agree I, there's no much more i can add to that like um but i agree with you like the startups and stuff definitely on board with that the ones that are up front and go look I'm gonna be. I'm starting a brewery. Um, I'm. I'm gonna be doing it. If you want to, strangers, strangers brewing. Well, let's go. Yeah. He did. He did that. He had. He. We spoke to him. And he had the space, but he got backup from the community and a crowdfunder form. And um, they basically, when the beers were ready, the first beers were, were ready. The people who were crown for uh, who signed up got the beers. Got the beers. Um, and that's that's the way that's the way it should be. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Like. I don't know. There's something. I think if you're putting put it this way, I think if you're asking for money to be supported, I, I think it's easier. And I think I'm in my head. I'm like okay with it in the sense that you're saying buy my beer, like pre-order my beer, yep. right? Because that's what the crowdfunders for. Pre-order it to let me make it for you, right? And then that will give me a little bit of equity to then do the next batch and then you're then it allows the snowball effect right that i get the vault thing saying we want to brew we want to build a tap room and all the rest of it is expansion so i'm sort of like what you say i'm like fair enough however we're paying eight quid a bottle surely there's a bit of margin in there that you're able to build and put the the equity that you've created into your own tap room, right? <clears throat> the bit that we've not touched on yet that I think is out there is the sheer fact of save the brewery. Aye. Right? And it's it, it is simple as there's hard times, there's hardship and all the rest of it. Breweries might not be run well or haven't been run well or whatever and have then been opened up to we need some help mm-hmm. now there's two ways you can look at that as in like i can like i support the brute like everybody will be going through like you know if you, if you fill your car up now you'll know how painful that is right? Right, yeah. everybody right but <clears throat> i think then that lends to community and you're thinking shit we cannot let this go down or and you'll, and you'll look to invest. And there's an honesty about the crowdfunding. I think that's where I'm landing. If you're upfront and you're honest with what it is that you're looking for, and there's a clear destination with where the cash is going, mm-hmm. then I can sort of, like, I'm, I, that's where I'm my head sort of sitting just now. And I hope that all these breweries we've mentioned, um, that the latter is not the case. And people aren't just throwing money in to save the brewery and if it Aye. is then you know i hope that they're looking at the business model and how they can then make cheaper beer like and you know like turn that sort of investment room without like losing quality of course but like there's ways around of bringing money in and doing different things rather than just opening the no definitely i think if you if it's your favorite brewery like if i, if I take if I just say Mirakai or Overtone, for example, if, if I find that one of the, those two are, are doing a crowdfunder because shit's hit the fan a wee bit and they need a wee bit of help, I, 
I'll 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 give you I'll, whatever I can give. I'll give you and and not necessarily wanting anything to turn like maybe when when things are settled, like I get a wee bit of discount in beer, or I get sent a wee six pack or something like that. Fine, no worries. Like that's fine. You like you said, if you know what it's going to and what it's for, fair enough. But aye, like transparency. Aye, it's exactly transparency and like. Like, I think we've said it numerous times, like going back to the well is just a no-no. Like we're, we're, we're all kind of yeah. singing from that same hymn sheet, you know what I mean? Um, just going back and forward and, and going, ah, we've not got enough money to do this. You know what we'll do? Another crowdfunder. Fuck it. We'll spend somebody else's money. You know, a bit like... <clears throat> Can I just, mm-hmm. on that, Wilderness Bruin, who I've been on this podcast... Fucking crowdfunding, get signed up. <laughs> fucking, they're crowdfunding right now for a cannon line. Now, surely uh, he wants to give money. Uh, surely he's wanting a negative balance for these. Nice. Like, knowing how <laughs> unlikely he is to accept praise, he act- actively doesn't want anybody to buy it. <laughs> he wants to give his money for his kind of line. I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. I'll come in on this. Uh, one thing I do love about the good beer community is they share the equipment. <laughs> You know, so yeah. I know of personal brew. Some of the brewers you've actually mentioned on the, the show already have actually donated their canning lines to smaller breweries yeah. in order for them to be able to make canned lager. So I love, absolutely love that. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and and that's one thing that's great about our community. Um, but if you know, uh, you'd like to think if somebody's seen that crowdfunding and, and, and they're making good beer, that there might be a brewer out there. And maybe one of the bigger brewers might go, you know something? Mm-hmm. You can have our old can- cannon line. We're not, I mean, they're not using it anyway if they're doing high volumes. Yeah. Um, and uh, one thing that's for me about visiting breweries is uh, I'm actually really surprised sometimes because you go in and you think it's going to be like this high-tech stuff. These people are having to graft so much. Big time. Like, 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 they're having to, like, they're not just, they're not just brewers. They're like, they're having to, like, monitor the canning line, packaging, everything. And sometimes, you know, it might be a two, three, four man operation on the kind of factory floor. Right. These guys are, they're, 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 they're it's, hard work, hard, like. it's very hard work. I mean, I've I mean, had to bottle some myself. Digging at the mash tun is an absolute oh. savage of a workout. <laughs> like, absolute savage. And when you're my height and size, you didn't always fit in the fucking thing <laughs> to dig it out. So it's um nah, like I think for me, I, I think kids so, are for Mark. What was that? Is that what kids are for? Is that what child labour exists for? That's <laughs> pro- probably right. Aye. What they normally do is they get a couple of podcasters in and you read the manual label for them. See, to be honest, I know. That is exactly <laughs> why I'm maintaining my current waist size. Purely so I never have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Mark's so, saying he doesn't fit because he's too tall. I don't fit for other reasons. That's <laughs> that. the Basically, if I ever buy a mash tongue, I need to make sure it's wide enough for fucking McGill to fit in. It's going to be at least a 50-inch waist. Bilko, you mentioned before we were recording that you, you you opened up in your group chat about the crowdfunding as well. You had some um, responses. Is that right? Or have I made that up? Aye, aye. I mean, I'm in many, many group chats. As I said, uh, Bill Cobrini's podcast is uh, about uh, uh, a collective, I suppose. Uh, I get involved with a lot of guys. Hmm. And uh, it's opened up a massive can of worms because Oops. a lot of people are for it and a lot of people are against it. 
Mm. Uh, actually made me look at it and I was thinking I had a set opinion before I came on tonight about it and I actually made me change my opinion a wee bit about it mm-hmm. um, uh, yes, I think that I think it's really important. That's what this podcast is all about, mate. We start (laughs) one way and then we end up on a totally different tangent. But I think I think if you listen to this, uh, you know, think I I think basically you should you should think about what you're going to do. If you're thinking about uh, funding uh, someone, I think you should think about it. I think you should weigh up the pros and cons of it. And at the end of the day, listen. If you want to invest in it, invest in it. Right. If you don't, you yeah, don't. But I think I think there's more out there that are a lot more worthwhile that, that, than others. Uh, and personally, for me, it's about basic business principles. Um, let it grow organically, the same way that uh, you know that life. You should just grow organically. Any business, and I think, exactly. And it's like you know, uh, and private. I think, I think people would also be surprised uh, have they actually went down the private investment. A option before they do crowdfunding, or is crowdfunding just seen now as a kind of generational you know thing what? to do? Incidentally, I need a new microphone. I might just crowdfund a new microphone. I don't actually need it. <laughs> I I'll chip in a pound for you, Cam. I'll, I'll just have I'll just have another one of these bad boys. Fuck it. <laughs> Why? Just because I can. Fuck it. I'll, I'll pay you money not to replace it. <laughs> that's the kind of crowdfunder that i like um yeah. like not to dwell too too much on the on the one subject i think we're all like i said singing from the the, the same hymn sheet but definitely bilko what you're saying there like if you are looking to sign up or help a brewery with a crowdfunder just how we think about it first of all and if you're in on it and the brewery kind of appeals to you fuck it go for it but again, just have a wee think about it and just check them out. Just check them out. Make sure you're you're making the right decision. Yeah, um, can I do say something as well? If Mark ever decides, I, I'll hold I'll hold you to that, Mark. Right, uh, you can hold me to that. If you decide, because I know how much effort, uh, and I can tell you, you love your craft. Uh, I think that would be a really worthwhile one. No and pun it's intended. Nice <laughs> That it's uh, that'd be a good investment. And by the way, Mark, okay, that means I'm getting the next beer. I want you to try your next beer. Yeah, well, that's mate. I've got plenty, mate. I've got. I'll. I'll. I'll get you. I'll get you on scent, no bother. I'm actually should be in Glasgow. I'm guessing you're Glasgow based, but I'm, I'm in Glasgow soon, so I might just load the car up. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. You took the time to look to the ceiling to go. I know because well, I normally people in there to go. Ah, uh, um, Wednesday next week. I'm in there soon. Ah, good job, Delk. <laughs> I might be through that neck of the woods on Thursday. That's why I was debating. <laughs> but I need to go and pick up some of our... Uh, I need to go see a friend about next week's podcast as well, which... No, I don't. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm building that one up for later. Hush, hush, hush. No, it's no hush. We didn't... We didn't uh, yeah, no, that's supposed to you, are you? Oh, I'm, I'm fucking... I'm on I'm, that bus. I'm on that bus. 100% open. So anyways... I'm upstairs. <laughs> uh, it's fucking the Venga bus, mate. I'm on that bus. Right, um, while you're showing your 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 um vessel there, Gilroy, what have you moved on to? So I'm I'm still on the siren train. Um I'm currently having their red IPA. You've lost the can, haven't so, you? No, no, I put it down somewhere. Is it nah, it's a red it's a red IPA. Um <laughs> that's hit or mass for me because <laughs> Those that listen to the podcast know that I've had issues with red IPAs in the past where I had one dodgy one in a a pub in Edinburgh that tasted like sausages. <laughs> um, 
it, honestly, it was like hot dogs. It was really, really awful. Um, and this one has the best name, uh, and it's got to be said in a Scottish accent as well. Um, it's called Jiggery Pokery. Is that no? Awesome. That's absolutely perfect, <laughs> isn't it? Um, tremendous name for a beer. Five uh, percent again. Red IPA, Citra Simcoe, and Amarillo. Um, it's really, really good. It's got a, a kind of that kind of rye type, almost bitterness. Um, if you're into that kind of rye bread and things like that, which I am, it's a, a really refreshing as well, though. Kind of really dark, lovely red colour off it, as expected. Proper rusty, and it's gone down a treat. I'm really enjoying it. A win, a win. Red IPA. Sounds I'm, good. I'm jumping in next just because oh, I'm kind bastard. of falling. Oh, you go then. Cool. <laughs> No, say no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I'm on. I went um supermarket with my third third oh, come beverage. On. You 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 bumped me for supermarket. Aye, because it's, it's fucking good. <laughs> Genuinely, it's fucking good. Uh, North Brewing. It's new one supermarket. of the supermarket. Uh, it's one of the new beers in Tesco uh, from North Brewing. Ultra Phase. Eight point five percent double IPA. Fuck me, by the way. This like is going to be like top five, maybe top three, four supermarket beers. Unbelievable. Um, double IPA. Made with Australian and US hops, honeydew melon, green grape, oh. and grapefruit flavors, a lasting citrus finish. Literally does that. It just does it. Melon. Um great can feel as well. FYI. Um short corner fresh beers at three pounds taste quite nice. Well, no, no, true, true that. True that. I I've, I've incidentally incidentally, um regular listener of the podcast, um who will be aware of this, who um, sent us, or sent Gilroy, you sent, he sent you, Jamie, he sent you um, the a review of the, the one of the Beavertown beers. I had to, I, I've, I bought it for myself. I've not, I've got it in the fridge. I'm not going to, I'll maybe not have it tonight, but I just want to make sure that it is utterly pish. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let her, the anonymous review the anonymous um, review for JD that it might not be up to snuff. Um, yeah, aye, the, the new the new 440ml Heineken um, Correct. effort is, is questionable, apparently. But it's each to their own. It's, in a, it's, it's, it's widely available. Go try it. I've, I've, I've actually bought quite a few of the new ones from Tesco and I've I've been pleasantly surprised so far, to be fair. And Ultra Phase is, like I said, potentially top five, te- um, not even Tesco beer, just fucking supermarket beer in general. Falco, you, you disappeared to go and get another one. Who'd you top yes. up with? Actually, I can't, uh, after mine, I can't wait to hear what Mark's on because I can tell he's quite excited about it and I can't <laughs> quite work out what it I is. We just yet. keep holding them off. If you hold off, <laughs> if you hold off, if you take maybe five minutes or so, yours. I'll be ready for another one. I'll just talk about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll get I'll get the messages and see what she's drinking. Don't worry. Aye, aye. Yeah, <laughs> I tell Duncan you. Duncan gives a review of his water <laughs> if he likes. That's great. <laughs> uh, for my, my second beer with you guys tonight, uh, I mean, I had to go local. Uh, and, and, and I know you've had the wizard with, with Kieran. Yes. Uh, but that, Kieran's a wizard, but uh, I've chosen the professor. Now, the professor is Gareth at Apocal. Now, this ah, guy man. makes the... These are world-class barrel-fermented ales, and they've got his latest release. Now, normally, lads, I would have actually put this in my stash at the back of the cupboard when I've got the rest of them. <laughs> uh, but I thought, you know, we special occasion with you guys tonight. So I've got his momentary rabbit stage, which is a Scottish 
stock pale ale dry hopped with mocheka, which is interesting. He's used the mocheka, but the thing is, with Gareth's beers and what I love about them is, uh, and I hope you don't mind. Uh, I'm just going to actually taste it just on the no, on the microphone. I'm just just to get the mouth feel. Go for it, Batman. We like um, live mm. taste tests. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh man, it's like I, I, I'm glad I've not got my camera on tonight, man. Could you? I be am no, man, no, I'm glad you're rolling. <laughs> hey, she's got that. It's just everything he produces. I, I would actually say he's Glasgow's most exciting brewer. <laughs> uh, and and I, I got that. I got it done at Wee Beer Shop. Uh, you can get yep. it obviously everywhere. Uh, you know. Uh, Contrary to public belief, I'm not sponsored by Wee Beer Shop, by the way. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, but the, yeah, got it down there, and everything Gareth puts out is just sensational. So I'm having that tonight. It's a six six percent ABV, um, and what the great thing about Gareth's beer is that it's everything's brewed in like the original vessel. So he's got like these big stainless steel, like massive, like they look like you know, like the spaceship and Lost in Space. Yeah. That's what it looks <laughs> like. He's got that, and it's like he's got like a couple of them. And uh, I went actually up to visit Gareth uh, on the YouTube channel. It's a really good interview, actually, if you want to watch that for uh, listeners. And uh, it's just everything he put out is top crop. And what I, the reason I call him the professor is because he's come comes from educational background. Now he doesn't lecture you when you talk about beer. He just talks about it with so much passion, and mm-hmm. you actually come away with so much knowledge. It's like all those lecturers you used to used to hear. Uh, those wasted educations, and you remember so you when you're a wee guy. Nah, I bunked off too much. Well, I well, you did, but you remember those one or two that you know talked with passion. You would actually what... listen. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. So that's what Gareth. So so yeah, Apocal Brewing, a uh, moment momentary rabbit stage. Uh, check out Apocal Brewer uh, Brewing. It's it's an absolute stunner, man. Definitely, definitely go and check them out. I here. I like the professor, but I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, go for it, MD. Come on, son. I've finished um, it now, I'm not telling you. To be honest with you, I'm quite glad he's went because... Oh, this beer's shit, isn't it? I was going full, like, buzz in on this, like, saying it was, like, shit, and it's kind of coming round on me slightly. Like, the one... Right, so this is the Isle of Sky Bruin. Um, it's the Cullen Beast, which is the strongest beer on Sky. Um, it's... Uh, Sessionable seven percent, and it is. I need to change the name of that. <laughs> it's a bit of a wolf in sheep's clothing, supposedly, which I, I quite I found quite funny because of yeah sheep's clothing brewing right. It's sweet, fruity, uh, and smoothness, and with its underlying strength. Um, I've got to admit, like, see the first couple of. Like mouth is out of it. I was like, "There's no way it's seven percent." Like, see if you told me it was a four percent ale, I would mm-hmm. be like, "Fair enough, right?" It has the multi backbone that Sky um, Brewing are kind of known for, right? It's the sweet multi biscuity flavour that you come to expect from like a traditional Scottish ale. Now I can't say that at the moment. I shouldn't say traditional Scottish ale because. I've done. I've learned some history on that, right? So I'm going to take that back and come round to it another time. However, <laughs> that was the, that's your quickest flip flop ever. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how I roll um, with the old flip and flop, right? I don't know. See, to be honest with you, 
I think it's just missing something like seven percent. It's missing ABV and uh, underlying. It is a wolf in sheep's clothing because I feel like it's just like you know for a seven percent beer you want mouthfeel, you want body, you want something, and it's just lacking a bit of everything to be honest. And lacking a wee bit of oomph. I'm just slightly disappointed. It does have the kind of the fruity smoothness and the maltiness no. that you would expect Fair from enough. a non-traditional Scottish ale. Um, <laughs> but it's just a bit... Um, Fair enough. But me. Fair enough. Um, I would say it sounds decent, but it sounds shit. Um, fair play. Um, another thing I had written down, um, which is actually something that came from off the back. I don't know if you've seen it on Instagram. Basically, a brewery in London called Forest Row, Forest Road, excuse me, um, had a, a cease and desist from uh, AB InBev. Basically, um, they were trying to trademark the name Jupiter, Jupiter um, for one of their beers. AB InBev came. Jupiter, yes, but AB InBev came Jupiter. back, came back and said, "Yes, it sounds too much like Jupiter." Um, so they got a cease and desist from it. Mm. Now, uh, a listener, or a follower of the podcast on Instagram or whatever, listened to it. Came, it sent sent a message and said, "Look, because um, I I put the story up on it, our story and stuff, and went, fuck you, AB InBev, it's a disgrace, like you're." Like what? There's no. There's no. The beer isn't the same. The name is similar-ish, but they're completely different things. Um, and basically, uh, came back to me and said, "Look, is is breweries trademarking beer names a common thing?" And I was like, uh, "Oh, you're actually quite right. I don't think it is. To be fair, why? Why the fuck would a, a brewery try and trademark it? Especially like Jupiter. There's so many other beers out there that have been called Jupiter already." Why the fuck would you want to, why why would you be trademarking a name for a beer? Doesn't make sense. Is it? It's a bit weird. My first question, I suppose, is it their core beer? No, it's like Brewdog doing Punk IPA. Aye, you no, it's not. It's not a core beer. It's not a core beer. So, why? Part of me thinks it's a marketing stunt. You know what I mean? Let's go. Aye. To, you know what I mean, it's like saying, "Oh well, we can't really," you know. Let's call it like. I was going to call it tug visor there, but I think that would have been a bit hangy, right? <laughs> a bit, just a wee bit dirty. Tug visor. Tug visor. But there you go. There's the yeah, name. What are you doing on Saturday night? Is not. Is that to make you think before you pull your plumb? Is that what it is? Is that the new campaign? Is it? Tug visor. Tug meister. Tug visor. Right. Okay, well, that's the name of this podcast. Sorted. Right. The. I need to write that down. I'll forget it. But you know what I mean, like oh. Well, the whole train, I don't know. I think it's a bit, it, it feels a bit It just went odd. See, the thing is, like, so the, and then um, the brewery itself, Forest Road, were like, oh, thanks for supporting us and stuff and messaging us. <clears throat> and I was, oh, just like trademark, just a, just a Jupiter backwards. Now, no, 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 we're, um, we're going to trademark, I'm already in the process of trademarking Uranus. I'm like, Uranus. yeah, like that's, that's not happening. See, I don't know. Like, I find it funny. Like, did that? Does you like when I got that response? I was like, this feels like it's a marketing thing. I don't know. I, I, I kind of wish I'd read that before I made my comment. To be fair, there, but um, <laughs> I obviously missed it. I obviously missed yeah, that one. Especially Tugwiser. Tugwiser. I. 
I think that's a better name to trademark, to be honest. <laughs> However, does sound alright. <laughs> <laughs> well, must be a visor. Nice wee pilsner. Well, I think we've got our first series sorted. Um, that's um, like, I don't know, like. There's part of me wants to stick it to AB and all the rest of it though, like you know, and if, oh, big time. What's what's the fucking harm though? Like, Jupiter's been around for donkey's years. Um, the thing is, the beers were completely different in terms of style. So the the Jupiter, the Jupiter, excuse me, um, <laughs> Jupiter, <laughs> Jupiter was a, a double IP, double IP. I think it was sitting about eight or seven percent, and Jupiter is four, and that's a lager, which is it's fucking. I'm going back to 2000 or whatever it is when we did that fucking Euro trip and Jupiter was my go-to beer just because I never drank craft beer and I was like, I need a lager. And I found Jupiter and I was like, yes, fucking saviour. However, um, they're just different beers. Different beers. The cans look different. Not even the same style. Um, it's not even the same fucking word either. I get it. I get that it's similar, but I was just, I was a bit like, for fuck's sake. But again, like I said, when we got, I got that message saying, "Why would the brewery trademark a name like that?" We're talking about a market employee. I wonder if it's an AB market employee. Because like, let's be honest, like they are the world's biggest beer company, right? They can basically do what they want, and as a from a, a craft, they're never going to like you either with AB or. You're you're no bothered or you're totally against, right? Aye. Whatever that like camp you're in. And at the end of the day, like everybody drinks Budweiser or Tugweiser or whatever we're calling it now, right? And like everybody, like even not like I don't know about you, but like if it's a roasting hot day and there's a bottle of Budweiser sitting and it's the only thing going, I'm probably going to drink I'm, it. I'm firing it. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm not against that. However. In the grand scheme of the craft beer universe, right, it is a bit hiss about the whole macro and AB and Heineken. Right. They've came in they've, and all the rest of it. So is it just like, well, let's just throw our names in the hat again. Let's get Jupiter yeah, into, so. the, into, the, into the universe of people. And folk might think, oh, Jupiter, God, I've not had that in a wee while. I remember that awesome time in uh, Europe when we got wired in and Aye. Gav's got six cans sitting in his fridge. Oh, that was a good time. I don't know. I'm just... Who gives a fuck is probably my answer about trademarking a name. I just don't understand the... Just, it's weird. It's weird that they'd, they'd want to trademark it. the first time trademarked any name. I'll tell you where I am on this, lads. Go, Bilko. Please. Four words. Don't be a dick. <laughs> right. Look at the look at the look at the recent oh. Northern Monk pastiche. The the nod to Tenants Lager with a citra. Mm. That was quality. With the end. I oh, love that. Aye, the end, the, the, the brewery team in the background. Phenomenal. Uh, you've also got, I mean, let's talk about Aldi ripping off, you know. Aye. Punk IPA or the rest of it, or that, or that stuff as well. They're at it all the time. Aye, everything, everything they make is at it. Exactly. The was the funniest. Exactly. Is it so N- it's Nutoka or something like that's called. Aye, it's fun, fun, <laughs> funny. Now, now, don't get me wrong, I think there are some names out there. Uh, and again, 
but I don't know if I'm being controversial by saying this, but one of the <laughs> most uh, the, the, the 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 best named beer that I can think of around about uh, my neck of the woods is Dasis Techno Six. Oh yes, mm-hmm. right, fantastic branding. But I think most people, if somebody was to bring out a kind of rip off of that, they would know because they would they would know about it. Aye. Um and I think it's just basically don't be a dick about it. By it's way, like, great beer, I, by I, the way. I, oh, br- br- brilliant beer. Now, if somebody gets a beer and you know takes it from the good beer scene to you know the stratosphere and it becomes in pubs and all that, that that's a different kettle of fish. If it's like a you know a million uh, can selling core beer, then I think then yeah, that's that's acceptable. But see at this the the, the the kind of level we're talking about here, that's what I would say. Just you know, I mean, don't be a dick. Um and 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 you know, accept the fact to have a bit of fun, be a bit more community about it. Exactly. Um, but obviously I don't work for the big uh, the big bodies there. Uh, but it might be a mar- a marketing tool. But that, that that's kind of my my, my take on it. No, I think I think you're right there. I think it is a marketing thing, to be fair. Um, and it's just going to work in, in benefit of both parties, to be fair. Um, <clears throat> let's be honest, if it went to court, AB Inver or fucking stack the money, so it'll never go to court because Forest Road, Road will be like, fuck that shit. You won't have the money for it. There'll be a wee crown funder for it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Pay our legal fees. <laughs> <laughs> Can I I just say, by the way, this is not attack on crowdfunding in general. No, no, no. I think there's a lot of really good value people that deserve crowdfunding, and it's a good good platform. So, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah, you can support the podcast by crowdfunding. (laughs) 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 Mate, I've got got that... um... Our, our first mailing list has gone out this week, and it's got the the link to the crowdfund on it. So I better have to I better edit that now. Well, uh, fantastic segue, MD. Um, you may as well you may as well mention about the mailing list that you've 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 come up with. Well, it's not nothing overly mad. It's just a, we've been lucky to be supported and have communications with a number of awesome people within the craft beer industry, and um. We kind of want to open the doors to the collaboration, basically. Um, so I'll be reaching out to those that, um, like from the breweries side, first of all, and then obviously any listeners that want to get involved, you're more than happy to just drop us uh, an email and we'll add you on once we kind of work out how it works. Like, so this is, this is very, very, very early doors. Um, yeah. I just, for, for me, it's a way of like, continually doing a check-in with those that have supported us by showing up on a Tuesday and talking about their awesome beers and breweries and all the rest of it. And we try our best to share when we do see things pop up on social media. And I know, Gav, you're all over it. Um, I just, for me, it's some things can get lost in the whole translation a little bit. And I think if we're putting some out, every month to those breweries just saying, look, we're here to support, let us know how we can kind of get on board and all the rest of it. Then, you know, we'll, so that's the, that's the initial plan. Um, and I've kind of done the first draft that I got sent through and it, it didn't look too, too bad for the first draft. Um, I made a few tweaks to make it look better. Um, and hopefully that'll get launched next week or so. Um, I also mean as well, if you ever miss an episode or you miss one of the new episodes that are available every fortnight on a Friday of the approved, um, 
you approval. Wrote the approval. Handy if you get the name right, bud. Handy if I get the name right. I came, <laughs> I came up with the fucking name as well. I think you should change it to Tannable. Right. Tannable. <laughs> probably. I'll probably remember, remember well, that. To be honest, sometimes they're no Tannable. So, By the oh, way, no. I'll be taking you to court if uh, you use the word Tannable. If you ever miss one, an episode of the approval, um, you'll be able to check it out. That was really good. That was good to give everybody a heads up, Mark, on to, so they can set their uh, spans. <laughs> Look at unsubscribe. Set their spam filter so that they never see anything that says beer and or fridge. Uh, I think, uh, lads, honestly. All joking aside, I think it's uh, what one thing you get with you guys is transparency. And oh I well, so I think it's because we're, we're shit at bullshitting. To be fair, <laughs> uh, there's, there's a time and a place we do it for work or day, mate. So exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, working for banks and working for all sorts, fucking being salespeople. I we bullshit nine till five, and then from five till fucking yawn in the we, morning. We right. drink. We don't, talk. Don't be slagging off salespeople now, man. I'm flagging up myself to be fair. Flagging up myself. Right. Um, Marky boy, gee whiz, it's time for a quiz, apparently, which I know fuck all about. No, well, there's, it's not going to take no, too I long. That would, be, that would be quite shite if you knew all the answers. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, uh, I can Google everything now because you can see if I'm cheating. Know, uh, uh, there's no point in cheating, mate. You're only, you're only cheating yourself um, and all that, <laughs> right? So, your guy. so, yeah, I, I basically the, the first part of this, and it's the, it's basically name the beer, okay? So I'm going to give you a couple of clues about some uh, well-known beers. I assume they're beers that we've had. Yes, they are. Right. I've tried my very best. So, Belgo, I know... I know the boys have definitely had all of these on the either on the podcast or we've spoken about them. So I, I appreciate you might be at a slight disadvantage, but tough tits. Um, <laughs> simple as that. Um, has everybody got a beer? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yep. Cool. Hey, can, can I? Sorry. Can I just grab another beer? Is that a Porco one? Was just too good. You uh, go and grab yourself. You know what? That's a fantastic thing. Go and grab yourself a beer, son. Right, fellas. Right, name the beer. Okay, so um, try to be as straightforward as possible. Um, are we so, doing buzzers or are we just fucking firing in? Well, if you've got like, there's a few clues. So if you like, if you want to give me a buzzer, then you can give me a buzzer. But, cool. Uh, Mine's is. Uh, I'm telling you, mine now. If you're right. if you're someone in TikTok, or if you if you watch a lot of TikTok, um, there's one. There's I can't remember the lassie's name, but it's fucking hilarious. Australian lassie. She says, "Fuck me." It's fucking great. Love it. Hey, my, my, my buzzer's say, uh, would you say shit? <laughs> and I'm guessing you're uh, oil on the road. 100%. Oh, old, oh fuck. 100% old. Well, that's the only buzzer I think of when we're doing it. <laughs> oil on the road. Oil on the road. Right. First... Did you remember that fuck? Uh, honestly it's the only thing that I'll ever remember about Miguel doing a quiz um, right first one um, first cl- um, clue supermarket beer it's a US style IPA with a modest 6.5% it's fine yeah, sure. 
Oh, I'll go straight in. Right, Belko, what you got one for? Life and death vocation. Correct. Yeah, um, <laughs> boy has got his phone. He's at a bit of disadvantage. You know, so I'm, I'm sitting with a vocation in front of me, an empty can of tan the other night. So the other uh, ones I've got there was uh, Contract Brune with our good friends um, from Hong Kong. And um, you may say it's on the perfect draft with yes. my other. So, okay. Good. I would have. What was that? You had it on perfect draft. Yeah. I haven't. It's on my, um, like, I'm, I'm doing a three keg subscription thing. So um, I've got that coming at the start of start of the month or something anyway I so it's one of the first three I'm getting what well, do you only get, do you get oh, okay, forget I can it. pick any I can pick as many kegs as I can buy them ad hoc but basically if you buy three you can get Yodel to pick the other kegs up and you basically just, uh, okay, okay, okay. you get the credit back don't you exactly. you get credit Roger indeed right beer number two uh, the grapefruit gateway you say shit. Oh, here he goes again. Elvis juice. Uh, yes, I'm glad you said that because my next clue was not Elvis. All right. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, next clue is lower ABV than most. You say shit. Oh, here he goes again. Come on, boys. Shopper Hofer. There he is. Two of two. I oh, here, I, I made it. I made it very clear. Ever, I didn't think you would ever have tried. I was actually worried about looking like an aficionado with you guys. No, no, no. Well, I made, it, I made it very clear from the start. I'll be shite at this. So the uh, offer. Has I've, anybody? Well, we're on shuffle offer. Before you move on to the next question, anybody tried the pineapple one yet? No, I've, I've not had. I've not had any of them. So I've, I've tried that. Uh, I tried it down at Cool Shipyard, Southside of Glasgow. Fantastic. Uh, Is it? Oh, fa- fa- fantastic. A nice wee uh, palate cleanser <laughs> or day starter. That's how I would describe it as mm-hmm. nice. Good. Pineapple. Definitely bre- a breakfast beverage. I was going to say, there's something yeah. weird about it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not quite as good as the the Cromarty breakfast, uh, you know, the, the wee orange one today. Oh, aye. Uh, but it's uh, it's up there. But it's a perfect palate, palate cleanser in between the the barley wines and all that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the barley wines. Right. Beer number three. Um, the name of this beer is based on <clears throat> a movie. What movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But Buzzword uh, is in the title. Other um, other um, words to describe this would be grassy, broody, done us slash me a one hundred percent solid when it came to brewing another beer. Oh shite! Oh, it's no. Is it no? Oh, it's the. Uh, oil on the road. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the dank. It's the dank night, it's, right? 
the dank night. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> what a name! <laughs> oh fuck! I so you can't. So it was S forty three's dank night. Lad, sorry, can I just come in quickly on someone else that I meant to say about the copyrighting of uh, beers? No. Sorry, sorry, I'm really sorry. Sorry, no, 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 don't um, no. Where would <laughs> you stop? Sorry. You know, like, like you've just summed on a bit of the dang night. I love that. And they, like, guys like Track, they, mean, they, they celebrate the Manchester heritage yeah. and all their names, like, you know, have Joy Division lyrics and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Sorry, so I just wanted to say that. Sorry, I forgot. No, to that's say the good thing is it, no, no. It, it can get daft. Like Dank, yeah. Dank Knight for me was one of my favorite beers that came out. One because I'm a massive Batman fan and I love that shit. And then two because the beer was fucking phenomenal. Mm. Um, I was not tried that. Going to love a pun, a pun title. Who doesn't love that? Exactly. I've not tried that. Who did that? S forty three. You won't. You won't get it anymore. They don't make it, but they made a beer. Where's my beer fridge? They made a beer called um, Mr. Kipling. No, no, no. Fucking fuck that shit. Mr. Sipling. No, Mr. no, no, no. I'm talking about a dank beer, a pair of wanks. Morris, I don't know, my camp, my camp, my camp. Morris the Dank Engine is, ah, is the one Morris that's the dank is close. Um, to that beer. In fact, they actually said it's pretty much it's near enough the same ish beer. So I, I would I would that's you're more likely to get that than Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Knight. Wow, well, whatever it's called. TM. Copyright. TM right, exactly. <laughs> Next. Next one. Right. Um is this still guess the beer? Still guess the beer. Ah, well, I've got a couple and I th- to be honest with you, like I've got a few other wee silly things, but I'm sticking with the beer because it seems to be going. Because we're fucking useless, yeah. Well, you are, but that's fine. Um, right. When your beer is named after a mountain, it better be breathtaking. Oh, well, come on. It's going to be a fucking oh, topic. Um, oil on the road. It is. Shehalian. Oh, Shehalian. Yay. Good man. Oh, is that uh, Scott? Is that you get two, mate? That's two. Yes, two, two, and uh, Gav's got again. A... I'm not expecting to get. I'm not expecting to get one. Okay, if I get half, I'll be happy. There's one. Then, like I was, I, I, I'm saying I had teed the dank night up for you, but like I, I was fair enough. You kind of did, to be fair. I should have got that. Right, next one. Bottom pressure quizzes. <sighs> To be fair, I'm I'm just happy. This is the reason I'm the quiz master, mate. Because the- <laughs> this is the, this is the reason why I'm, I am normally the quiz master because I'm howling at them. Right here we go. This beer was first brewed in 1980. Oh, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Basically, yeah. You could say it was reven- revolutionary. Goodness, the OG. If I said cascade. Would be the best hop to describe. I'm just going to get up right. I'm just going to take a sip of my beer because uh, I'm like, oh, the OG for us. And then the one that's going to break <clears> everybody's <throat> thing West is best. Oh, oil on the road. It's going to be Sierra Nevada, is it? Sierra Nevada. Thank you very much. I was going to say that and I was like, no, it won't be that. I'm, I'm playing. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep this as. I genuinely weird... was like, I won't be that. I was like, I'll just get up. I'm sitting where I'm sitting where again. I, I don't normally leave my empties lying about, 
but when I knew I might be coming on tonight, I, I'm actually sitting there. <laughs> so the editor of Ada, I picked it up for a pound at B and M in Castle. Uh, I know. It's oh, good. How did you get it? Did oh, you buy them all? See, you're this is you're another one of these fly buggers that's managed to find it for a quid. Can't find it anywhere for a quid. <laughs> you're hanging about Bathgate like like we're penniless. Lads, I, I emptied. Like the only the only person in the world ever to walk into B and M and walk out with fuck all. Somebody <laughs> the for a I emptied the shelves Give of all that. two of them. <clears throat> oh, two, two. Oh, I, I'd be like, oh, what you got? What you got to what's the back? back? Aye, what's through the back? I'm giving I'm giving myself a quarter of a point because I was going to say, right, I'll give you a quarter. Like, like you thought about it. Aye, it went through. It passed my mind. Right, Gav. Think this one, this one's for you, right? This one's just for you. This one's for you, right? Tenants. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> right. If I was right, I'd be really good. <laughs> the funny thing is, I was actually going to come up with like a yellow can, <laughs> red letter, the the crispest of points. Um, Both no. code where this beer is brewed is <laughs> G. Um, right. So, right, ex podcast guest, right? Right. Um, what year? Uh, twenty. You have no idea. Carry on. Yep. Um, nostalgic beer for us. Name included. You say shit. Oh, oh, chalk. No. Oh. Good. Oh, hey, that was a good guess. Oh, good guess. But um, nope. Um. Childhood musical reference. Well, it's either Grease, Lightning, or it's oh. fucking Wizard of Oz. Oh, I know. You're totally on the wrong thing. Childhood, child, what? Childhood, what? Childhood musical reference. Music. Oh, music. Sorry. Right, hold on then. Fuck me. Is it Phantom feeling this? Feeling this. Congrats. You're on the boat. Tune, tune. You know what? Miguel knew that and he just fucking, I can tell by the way, that's what he, that's the ones that make you feel good. That was a sympathy fucking one. Was, right, well, you're on the board so the rest of them can get stuck in there. This one's a wee bit more difficult, right? <clears throat> but we'll go for it anyway. Um, I've got two left, so that keeps, so, right. Um, cool. Here we go. Dressed up in gold. Autumn is the richest season of the soul. <laughs> Did you come up with these clues yourself, by the way? Liquid gold. Barrel aged. Maple syrup. Bourbon cask. Oh, it's... Easily. Uh, oh. On the road. Oh. oh what you say, shit? All right, now Gilroy's in first. Is it uh, Tempest's? Oh, all the leaves are brown. All oh. the leaves are brown. Oh. What a shout. What a, what a beer. What a beer. <laughs> Tremendous a, beer. 11.2% maple syrup. And then my last one there was Hodge would have been all over this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, Tempest, all the leaves are brown. Oh, good one. Um, Roy. Right, last one. So, first clue. The simplest of clues, and I expect you to get this. If they had a core beer, this would be it. Fuck me. 
Right. I'm I'm going. <laughs> uh, so I can go two two ways here. I can go east or west, right? Um, because I'm a Ouija, I'm going to go west. Um, and I'm going to go overtones Ouija. Overtone Ouija, five point five percent. Correct. Bosh. See, it's all about the clues, mate. It's all about the clues. <laughs> yeah. Fucking stunning. Coming out again. Love it. Well, I oh. thought it was a really nice segue for considering um, there will be next week's guest on the podcast, which yes. um, is a nice segue to, and Ouija will be on the tasting list for those of us that have showed up this week. They will be in <laughs> participation. <laughs> um, so, Bilko, if you're, if you're free next week. I know, because to be fair, Callum won't listen this far, so he'll have no idea. Available, lads. I'm available. It's funny you should mention that. I did bring two beers through when I went away and grew the beers. Uh, is it, is it the, the right moment to talk about these beers? Ah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. Uh, the first one was uh, when I smuggled back from Spain. Smuggled uh, back. Right next to my 200 Lambert and Butter. <laughs> <laughs> the missus was like, you're going to get done by customs. You've got that. <laughs> smuggled this beer back. What did you do? So, Sit on it. <laughs> no, actually, that was the cannabis flavored beer I had. Uh, but the, I've got a that was in the prison wallet. <laughs> it's all right. I put that in her suitcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay. the, I put uh, it was Voldam double malt uh, Marzen beer. Yeah. Uh, Tremendous. My favorite I, beer in Barcelona every time. Oh, it was like, can I just say it was 85 cents, 330 yeah. mil can, 7.2%. Uh, but I wasn't sure because I had never tried it over there. So what I did brew, bring back with me as well, and I've not opened this one yet, it's going to go back in the fridge, was the Overtone Retro Storm. So I think that ties in nicely mm-hmm. uh, if you get up there. And uh, listeners, if you're looking for a wee insight about uh, Overtone Brewing, uh, I have got a good interview with Dan uh, yep. on the YouTube channel. Uh, if you can just uh, forgive the audio on it. But yeah, out the ballpark, Glasgow's best brewer. By none, bar none, bar none. In, in my opinion, UK's best brewery. Just so. aye, 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 exactly. But, but listen, I'm, I'm, funny. I'm biased. Aye, if you're if you're Glasgow's best brewer, you're there for UK's best brewer. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Really no, that that um, that that beer, the 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 doppel, the margin is mm. is unbelievable. I remember sitting the first time we went to to Barcelona. Me and my other half, we were sitting. Um, or had come out for going to Sagrada Familia for the first time. Oh, and we wow. walked in trying to get away at the road. It was absolutely sweltering. Just trying to get away at the road. We'll try and find a, a street and we'll get a, a seat and maybe a, a refreshment and a bite to eat or something like that. And we sat down and there was an old couple sitting and they were kind of arguing back and forth with one another. And I ordered a beer. I just ordered whatever was there. It was Australia or whatever. And uh, ended up, didn't really speak much English at all. The guy started talking to me and he says, he says, you should be drinking a real beer. And I was like, well, I've managed to work that bit out. And I was like, right, okay. He says, what is it? And he showed me it and it was that stuff. And uh, he bought me one and I bought him one back. And that was us. And I was merely kind of <laughs> half cut by about half one. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. roasting me. Yeah, the pen pal. It's tremendous. It's Really, I mean, uh, what, what I will say, I mean, it's widely available, isn't it? Everywhere in Spain. Yeah. Uh, and it's like it's like I can't believe it's a Marzen beer because I was expecting it to be that smokiness of a Marzen, 
but it's yeah. actually it's got like really quite a lot. Of, isn't it? Oh, it's got a lot of banana in it. If you like, mm-hmm. uh, dare I say it? This is going to sound ridiculous for a double malted beer, but see if you like like a vice beer. Mm. I think you'd I really like that. Uh, anyway, sorry about that, lads. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Don't apologise. Do not apologise. We, we, we like um, random segues. We're all about random segues. We're segueing about beer. Like, exactly. There's no, there's no better segue than beer. This is not um, a fixed thing. So uh, just send me the, the, the extra stuff that we have for next week. Uh, that is my prize for winning. <laughs> uh, we'll, we just continuing for there. Is that how it works? We'll see. We'll see. Oh, no, just, uh, can I just confirm just while we're, we're live that I'm coming with you tomorrow. Uh, Overtone as well. Is that all right? There you go. Uh, no, no, more right. than many. No worries. More than <laughs> I'm not making it. I can't make it. So fucking, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm recording Yeehaw. next week, but I can't go to the fucking brewery. But, uh, That's true. I all. Right. I've got two other things you can do. So you can either do name the hop. Or you can tell me where in the world these breweries are. Uh, where in the world? Uh, where in the world sounds better. Like Gavin, like Gavin won one. I might, a, have, a, I, I, might have half, I might have half a chance. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm saying a where quick, in the world. A quick but, three or a quick five. Uh, where in the world? But these are, I think there's only one that is not in the UK. So uh, just to Good. keep it. Good laugh. England. There you go. Win. Global. Global. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is our version of global. Correct. Europe. Right. Starting really simple. First up, Cloudwater. Go. Are they Manchester? Gavin. Are they Manchester? No, are they Manchester? I'm letting you in here. I don't. I can't fucking remember. Three, I can't remember. Me, I can't in. remember. What's good? The doors open, Gavin. One. Nope. Liverpool. Oil no. on the road. Cloudwater in Manchester, England. Yes, hundred percent. Oh, you can't. You you never said. Can I never said. Fuck. Ah, oh, fuck me. Fuck Can I just say? Did they put his oil in the road buzzer in there? No, he did. He did. I did. They put mine in. Fucking asking a question. You never said the answer. You no, said, no, is it Manchester? No, right. no. Next up, Wiper and True. Yeah, uh, hold on. Hold on. Uh, fuck me. <laughs> Bristol? Correct. Thanks Full not. Circle Bruin. Not got a clue. Oh, fuck. Not got a clue. Be the Midlands. Got, that's one you've got to pull out the bag, surely. But you say it. Birmingham. Incorrect. I'm I'm convinced they're Midlands somewhere. I'm convinced. I'm, I, I have no idea. No. No one. No. They are Newcastle. Okay, maybe not Midlands. Oh, <laughs> Did I know that? You've known that. That's Correct. nonsense. I remember that now. Right. All right, so you did. Great, <laughs> great rhythm, Bruco. Oh, oh, oh. well, Fuck me, <laughs> London. No, good. I suppose that's probably London's it. fucking big. So you know, <laughs> is that your non-UK one? It's not. No. no. To be fair, if he's getting fair play, I was what just they called? What they called? Did you say shit? Great Am- rhythm, Bruco. Amsterdam. Right, right. Am- no, they're in the UK, mate. Right, I'll okay. take a guess. Uh, oil on the road. Cool. Cardiff. Oh, no. Uh, Fuck, <laughs> wait, hold on. Fuck me. I'm I was like, Leeds. shit, that's going to be wheels. Leeds have been others. Leeds? No, no okay. Fuck. okay. They are based in Portsmouth. 
So fucking exactly. That, well, that's your neck of the woods. It's it? fucking three hours. It's the other side. <laughs> the other fucking direction. It's only because everywhere for your house is three hours. Well, that's true. Fucking Brighton. The roads are us. That's forty-five. Right, we've got Harpoon Brewery, not in oh, the UK. I know where they are. I've heard of them. <laughs> Harpoon. Harpoon. You say shit. Yeah. I'm thinking Massachusetts, Boston. There you go, my man. Boston on the absolute on the nail. Yeah, fucking Google map that fuck, didn't he? (laughs) (laughs) I was trying Boston or New York were the two I was going for, and I was thinking like if I shout Trillium out, it's going to be a bit easier. If I shout other half out, I knew it was going to be America. Would you get? Would you get? Would you get to that coal ship, lads? Would you get to that coal ship? You learn about these these breweries. Do you know what I mean? You learn about these these kind of guys. (laughs) The uh, definitely. The the harpoon, I'm sure Harpoon was in a a wild this tells you how old it was because we were still subscribed at the time. It was in an age old uh, beer fifty two box. I think you're right, mate. I think you're spot on. Their first that one of their first forays in the um the US, definitely up that because it was Maine and all the kind of places, yep. didn't they? It was mm-hmm. the harpoon brewing stuff was in. I'm pretty sure that's why I recognise it. No. Dude, have you have you done uh like in a do you do a lot of like American breweries or because obviously it's not really accessible, is it for us? We've done a wee bit, haven't we? Like when we pick them up because we like, well, you, you guys have picked a lot up. of stuff from beer bruvs when they were are now defunct beer bruvs, and then we try and pick up as much as we can, don't we? Because we've done the uh, Hemova um beer cafe, cafe. We used to, or still do they bring in a lot of um, American imports. Myself, my mate Jamie, who we've mentioned before, um, his brother stays in New York, and uh, whenever he goes to visit, there's always a consignment of other half makes it back um, every time. And then we've been, when I've been at um, friends and family and things like that down in Manchester, there's always a queue a mile and a half long to pick up (laughs) other half stuff for Cloudwater. This is why Um, I see, so not this weekend, coming the weekend after. is the Three Hills Festival with um, Beak, and they've got like three or four American breweries coming over, and it's it's literally like twenty minutes, half hour away from where I live, and I am so buzzing for it. I'm absolutely raise it. Incidentally, it's um, bad that I tried to get my work to pay for. I was like, every big brewery in the UK is going to be there, and they were like, the oh, mate, they're genuinely they are. The genuine, <laughs> the all the biggest breweries in the UK are there. Some some massive breweries from America are going to be there. I've <laughs> I've tapped up Bruiser for a ticket. Um, I'm going to be doing some PR stuff for uh, Bruiser, which is the best beer subscription in the UK, hands down. Don't care what you say. Um, so I've said I'll, no, I'll, I'll no because they got you a ticket or anything like that. No, no, generally not. But at the same time, because they have, um, they're even better. Um, so I'll be heading. I'll be heading there. Cannot. They're definitely how Bilko, do you, Are you on just? Or segueing a bit, have you tried much beak stuff? Are you yes. yeah. on the Fantastic. hype train with them? Because I would say they are their 2022s, if not before, um, 2021 as well, as we went through kind of lockdown as well, they started to kind of gather. The, the storm was gathering around a bit there, yeah. but now that everyone's kind of back to normal, you can, you can totally understand why there's big American breweries are heading there because everyone they touch seems to turn to 
Liquid Just gold. tremendous beer at the moment. incredible. Scotty, honestly, uh, a beak are fabulous. We actually did a beak had the Talus out the same time as uh, Overtone had Talisman out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we done a little taste test on it. It was like the Pepsi challenge. <laughs> and uh, it was it was, uh, it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun actually. If my memory serves me correctly, I actually did go for the beak one tasting better than the overtone talus one. And I think Brenny went the opposite way. Beak, fantastic, uh, brilliant branding. However, while we're on that subject, uh, for me, one of the the, the best beers that uh, brewers that are coming out of the now is Baron. Baron is yes. just yes. unbelievable. Uh, beak and Baron. Um, I don't want to spoil the approval for the listeners. No, no, no. But 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 well, I'm not going to not going to spoil it for you because you might have also my worst beer of the year, no, and you'll also have yes. my beer, but you'll also have my best beer of the year. I like that shit. Um, can I just give a wee wee nod back to Green Flash in uh, San Diego? Uh, I think they make the best uh, West Coast IPA in the world. Oh, hold on. Uh, and and, and you, I mean, it's been a while since I ordered for, I'm not even going to mention the company, I've not mentioned uh, that, that uh, you can get them when they come into Britain, mm. Green Flash, West Coast IPA is just absolutely stunning. So my backup question to that would be, uh, Bilko, have you had Top Out's Cone? The answer to that would be no. In the interest of transparency. Well, we'll get you a can. Well, you need to get a can. We we just stand to by it, just to, to, to test it against. I've got no doubt that people on the west coast where the, the name comes from are yes. inevitably going to be great at yes. it. But Correct. the the cone for me, like the cone's just in the best way possible. It's like eating a magic tree. <laughs> <laughs> and that isn't selling it. That's not selling it to you sounds, at all. But it's absolutely brilliant. unbelievable. The and the opportunity the to, to, we tasted it at the a pub on Rose Street called the Black Cat, and we got the opportunity to have it on cask, and it was just unbelievable. Guys, not even that. You 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 managed to try it when it was like five minutes in the tank. Did you know? Yeah, yeah, we had it kind of proper green. Um, we had it proper green, and it obviously hadn't didn't have the its legs yet, but it was um, it tasted unbelievable, and on cask was different class. Just a cask, as you know, is when it's done properly, and it's it's in a pub that's well looked after, as the black cat is. It was just a an experience so much so that everything else that day paled in comparison. We spoke about it on team times. Aye. Everything else we tried that day, Bilko, was just awful in comparison. Mm. <laughs> like, and we had some, there was some good guest beers that we tried and some few, a few different pubs and nothing, just nothing stood up to it to the point where by every time we spoke about it since we thought, could just, we should just have sat in there the whole day, shouldn't we? Oh, 100%. <laughs> you, do you not find that quite a lot? It's like sometimes you, you get invited somewhere and it's like, you need to try this beer. You turn up there, it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, you need to try this beer. You try it. And then it's like, see, after that, you've got all these other beers you're about to try. You're like, that. no, I want that first one I tried that you yep. brought me in the first place for. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, exactly. but interesting. But uh, well, have you tried the West Coast IPA for Green Flash? I'm not, no. I'm actually, I'm on, well, I'm online right now trying to hunt, hunt it down, mate, because... Yeah. Seven percent sometimes comes into beer merchants. You That's need to be you. fast. You right. need to be fast. Seven uh, percent. Uh, 
it was Brenny's favourite beer. It was like, uh, and when uh, a couple of the boys get it sometimes through the trade, and we're like that. Yeah, buy, we buy it all. Um, but that, that that is. But I'll tell you something, man. I wanted to try that one that you've just told us about. It'd be interesting to see how they tasted together. Genuinely, I'd love to get your opinion on it. To be honest, like we we stand by that it's, it's the best Westie that we've we've tried. And incidentally, I think two years ago it won our our, our best beer of the year. Um, wow! Really? Aye, we loved it. We right. it's fucking phenomenal. Where's I want the, a ball. I, I want a ball that I carry that like very quickly. It's, then top uh, out, mate. Top out. Top out in Edinburgh. They're right next door to fucking Stuart. Well, we're going to be through in Edinburgh uh, in uh, July for uh, Greg Mason's birthday pops. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking great time to get yeah. a, wee, a wee bit of cone around you. 100% level. Um, we'll get that sorted. We'll get that sorted. Um, 100%. So you can, you can try it. It's uh, Every single time we hear somebody talk about Westies, it's like, if, if it's no better than the cone, then you want to hear about it. Because um, the corn is just Deep fucking. Class, I'm sure being genuinely for the West Coast. Exactly, I'm sure. Be... Exactly, exactly, exactly. You know what? Do you know what's great about beer? Do you know what is absolutely brilliant about beer? You get so passionate about it when you get an absolute belter. Ah, exactly. When you see <laughs> when you like... find, when you find a really good one and you're like, I found this. This is mine. This is it. This is mine. Nothing is better than this. What? It's like it's even fair. It's like me with overton beers. I'm fucking like, fuck off. As soon as I've got, ah, it's shite. I'm like, no, it's not. It's overtone. <laughs> and then I'm trying. I'm like, yeah, I don't like that. I've, I've actually just opened one. Sorry, Mark. I can tell you're up when he asks this question that none of us will know the answer to. No, he's uh, not got a chance. To, he's not got a chance to ask it. <laughs> but I've just yeah. opened the overtone retro storm. Uh, it's a brand new one, 8%. Uh, DDH Dipper. Uh, I feel as if I should address something I've mentioned tonight on the podcast. Uh, you might have noticed that I've been using the word good beer as opposed to craft beer. Right. Uh, it's like, these are the masters of good beer for me. Uh, but what I will say, see when I say stuff like DDH, double dry hopped on a can, hmm. is it that much to the brewing process? It's like a lot of beers way before good beer hop. was fashionable, <laughs> double dry hopped everything. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but it does seem to be a wee bit market, but can I just taste it and let you know what I think? Of course you can, of course you can. I'm a massive fan of DDH beers. Um, if I see DDH on any beer, I'm like, that's the style, and that's the kind of beer that I like. I know so it's going to... the reason why they keep putting it on the can. But the thing is, though, like, this, it would have been done in the past before it was publicised. Ah, right? exactly. However, knowing that extra hop has been put in because when you go through the, obviously the brewing process, like the the hops go in early to create bitterness. They go in either late or midway through to give you the aroma and the smell and all that kind of stuff, right? But depending how long it sits, especially in fermentation and how long it, like you lose a lot of that like through yep. um, the boil and all the rest of it. That's why you whirlpool and or are like where you put in like flame out hops to like really try and trap the flavour in. Flavour in that, exactly. And there is nothing better than just dumping some sweet, like juicy. Sorry, hop. can I just address, address something as well? Scott, did you just turn your lights on without moving? Aye. <laughs> Aye, he's all right. right 
Anyway, right. Bill Cole, well, tell us about this beer, mate, since you're yes. probably sampled you're, ab- you're absolutely right. You've just summed it up perfectly there. See, just dumping that in at the end after the, you know, after the boil. So after everyone's finished, you dump in those hops and it just adds a, a just amazing bit of flavour. Uh, I would say this retro storm, man, is very, very high on the tannability factor. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just have a have another sip because I was thinking about doing this one for the approval, but anything for overtone normally gets the approval. I'm just gonna have a wee taste uh, if that's okay. So that's that's <laughs> I'm um, incidentally because I know we've got overtone next week um mm. and the beverages will be arriving, fingers crossed, in the next couple of days. I'm like, ah, I might just hold off my approval till the <laughs> box from overtone turns up. <laughs> uh, Everything you'd expect, uh, you know, I mean, I know you've had him on the show, but it's, you know, the king of the juicy belters, uh, beer connoisseur described it, but mm-hmm. trust me, that is a, a, a juicy belter, Let juicy belterness is a living on it, the tannability factor is a living, nice. uh, would you say shit, mm, 8%. Fuck no. I, fuck well, I. But you went no, fucking no, session, no, would you? Go, nah, mate. Belko, uh, you you were just about drafted. In I know you were nearly signed up. You were just about in. The contract was getting printed <laughs> as we speak, and I, and then you've you've stepped on the wee line there by saying eight percent is necessary. Well, don't worry, I've got I've got a deal on the table for the, the other brew podcast anyway. Do you know what I mean? So uh, well. just try to play these <laughs> off against <laughs> each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> there is only He's one. He's got a contract from football being punk rock podcast. Ah, there, there is only one beer podcast, mate. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> there certainly is, but no, I, I, it's a it's a nine out of ten. The retro storm, uh, and I'm actually quite jealous. And I'd mean it if Gav can turn up, Mark. I'm your man next week. Uh, Gav will be out there, but if Callum doesn't show up, then you're in. Aye, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here every single week. Um, I mean, I can't like I can't make it to the the, the brewery in person. However, Belk was more than happy, more than welcome to take my spot. If, um, in fact, I retract that statement. Fuck no, I'm. I'm <laughs> if Omar oh, Tone inviting me to the to the brewery, I'm fucking. I'm sorry, wifey. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, overtone. It was quite funny. And by the way, if you're listening to this, uh, listeners, which you are doing, uh, overtone did invite me up to the brewery, and I actually did get to speak to them. And I got to taste some stuff out of the tank, and it was just an otherworldly experience uh, tasting it out of the tank. And uh, I think uh, they are. They're, they're just one of the UK's best uh, brewers. And they're my, they're my like listeners will know they're my favourite brewery. Um, like as soon as you're talking about that beer bill, I'm like, aye, it's it's everything overtone do, good juicy thick mouthfeel beers that just hit the spot every single fucking time. Love it, mm-hmm. absolutely love it. Right, gentlemen, don't want to um, digress too much into the evening. As much as I would love to, but our listeners are probably um. We're going to be getting called Joe Rogan soon with these podcasts. I know, we started. I know, I know. We started thinking we'll do forty-five minutes. We'll do an hour, and then it was we'll do an hour fifteen, and then it, it was to... Joe Rogan that uh, he signed me up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair play. Uh, well, we kind of contact, his, uh, We kind of compete with his Spotify money, mate. We're uh, we're all about uh, Podbean. That's where we are. So none exactly. of the Spotify stuff. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but definitely, um, if you prefer a shorter style of podcasts and you've listened to this, you 
<laughs> probably haven't made this far, but if you have done, make sure you check out the approval or fortnightly episode that goes out every Friday kind of morning, afternoon, which is back-to-back beer reviews. And it's just beer reviews, no gumph in the middle. We give you our best beers and maybe some of our not beers that you should be checking out for that week. Um, so check out the, appro- the approval as, as part of the Beer Fridge podcast. Whenever you listen to this podcast, make sure you subscribe and hit that ding-a-ling-a-ling to be notified of all the latest episodes. Give us some five-star rating and you can show your official support by heading to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Beer Fridge podcast, where you get some exclusive content and some homebrew from the guys as well. And we are sponsored by This Week in Craft.beer. Head to thisweekincraft.beer, sign up the free weekly newsletter Get all the craft beer news from your favourite breweries and that all-important new beers list as well. This week in craft.beer. From the Beer Fridge Podcast, real beer, real breweries, real opinions. Until next week, see you back.